<laughs> welcome to the hey. stream. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, welcome to the Nights. We got Jao, we got hey. Norm, we got Ironic Gamer eighty six Miko, and we have our special guest, uh, Doctor Jorum Antonio. And my name is Martin. You would have seen me in a Brazilian news uh, segment like for one or two seconds oh, last Sunday night. Hi nice. guys. But I, I was it's I nice was that you got to, a Brazilian. I, I was I was no, I wasn't. To, to get like a sort of lay of the land. We got Martin uh Martin on the left next to me. Uh we got Norm on the right next to me, and on the bottom we have Joe M and Nico. Left mm-hmm. and uh, So Norm, you're not on the bottom today, man. Yes. Is he yes. up here or up here? Um. <laughs> oh, he comes punching me. Oh. <laughs> oh. My balls. <laughs> Protect your balls. Okay. Yes, this is a very big episode. We finally got our friend Dr. Joem on, on Bodega Nights. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed, on everybody is wearing episode. a hat. Yes. Oh no! I came in. Cow. They were wearing hats. I felt like I guess I better wear a hat now. So I got my hat. Right. So Joe uh, Joe M comes in like wearing a hat, and then Norm everybody got wearing a hat. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, um, I, I don't know where my hat is. So it's like, all right. Yeah, uh, hold on. Uh, it seems like you're doing your. Yeah. Let's it seems, yes. It seems like you're doing your best ex valius impersonation right now. Yeah, man. He's a pretty good writer. So I figured if <laughs> yeah, I do this, I'd be a pretty good writer, writer as well. <laughs> <laughs> with a plain white shirt, right? The plain white shirt. <laughs> yep. You yep. gotta look the part to be the part. Yeah. be the part. That's how you get um, casted. Yeah. <laughs> like I was so many times. Cursed, I was so uh, evil in so many bit, yeah. in so many plays. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy playing Keanu Reeves, playing someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I had much to do about nothing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I'm glad I. Wait, dude. Let's let's let, let, let's talk about uh, Norm. Man, how's wait, Manila, why? Dude? What happened to Norm? How's right. Like, how's like the storm and stuff? Well, apparently that's out. Yeah, it's um earlier the the internet was telling Zoom was telling me that the internet was unstable. So we'll see if the, yeah. my internet holds out. Uh, Joem's here with me, but it's currently quiet. Man, I was waiting for Norm to have the technical defeats gag right there. Just freezes. (laughs) (laughs) That might just... So, so, uh, Doc, how's your side of things in Mandaluyong? Well, well, I mean, of course, it's nighttime. It's quite dark, but it has been dark the whole day. Um, I don't hear the wind, though. Okay, that's safe. Yeah. Where is is the storm right now, though? Like, is it... um, I, I, I haven't really been tracking it as closely as I normally like yeah. track these big storms. Um, but as far as, uh, as far as I know, um, at least according to the Japan Meteorological Agency website, their, or their track, um, it, what, what's it? At, at UTC 12, which is around 8 p.m. here, it should mm. be like over Manila, but it doesn't seem yeah. like it's there. So I'm not I sure. Really past or if it hasn't like been there yet yeah yeah i haven't been updated all i know is apparently there's another storm coming apparently yes one actually more two others. Or another one yeah two others 
I mean, th- th- there's always there's always a storm that's just lingering outside the Philippine area of responsibility. And yeah. they just yeah. in tropical. But this one's gonna be consecutive. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's that's oh. not the first time that's happened. Um, yeah. But then, I don't know. The, the the last time um the last time something like that happened and people were making a big deal out of it the second one was just a little rainstorm but yeah can't be too sure right? i mean 2020 has yeah, been I a pretty messed up year i think this one's uh, going to be lighter because anyway they said that the, the typhoon rolly was supposed to be a super typhoon but the time it hit us it's no uh, it lost its super yeah yeah it uh, it's um, super. I mean, it's it's all good asking. news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know the. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, right? Because it's like it's it's quite it's quite the tragedy. But then at the same time, the Philippines was kind of lucky in the sense that um, it hit Bicol, right? And yeah. um, and and yeah. that that sort of South Luzon, that, that Southern Luzon area is really, really, really good at their disaster preparedness and um, the way they respond to disaster. Like if if this had been any other part of the country, they would have been more screwed than Bicol. Like, hmm. um, this is I don't know. This is pretty true, right? All of the lecturers on disaster readiness and well, that's a bit of an over exaggeration, but like a lot of the lecturers that talk about disaster readiness are from Bicol. Um, they have a they have a pretty robust um, disaster DRRM like program mm. their their LGU there so oh, you know yeah okay yeah, yeah so I, I I don't know yeah could have been it could have been much worse but um I'm gonna remove this scarf it's getting kind of hot <laughs> it, you are looking quite hot I have to agree <laughs> yeah visual gag <laughs> great for the audio format most of most of yeah. the listeners of Budaga Nights are on the audio format and, and I mean, the I four listeners are here yeah. but I don't think my soundboard works on <laughs> oh. though my oh. only uh, one here would be the hub so I don't know if you want that sound effect <laughs> nah 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 what are you doing stepbrother <laughs> wait 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, right there, dude. Right My there, gosh. The phone. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, this is just one of those things that I did with the class. Like, hey, guys, uh, are you guys still there? Air horn, and then all of a sudden, like, the chat explodes. We're on way. We're on way. What was that, sir? That was my air horn. Trying to get the hype down. <laughs> trying, trying to bring in yep. the hype. Hype train. Yeah. I'm sorry. Gotta make sure the listeners are still awake. Yeah. That's how I view my class, dude. <laughs> the, the, the chat, you know. <laughs> you just see Jal just doing his teaching stuff on Twitch. There you guys go. You have channel points. You can do these things. Do all this other stuff. <laughs> I'm expecting actually... all you guys to follow my channel. <laughs> Isn't that basically what, what the education system is relegated to now? It's this well, close to becoming Twitch. Pretty much. Not man. necessarily. Not necessarily, though. I mean, well, yeah, how do you guys handle it now? Sure. Uh, how how do I handle? Well, I mean, actually, teachers are given a lot of um, leeway now to try to explore. So, um, my personal design is I've uploaded uh, my lecture and it's broken down in so many bits, and mm-hmm. it's actually activity heavy. So, yeah, oh, that's cool. yeah, yeah, for the for the um, objective type tests, the students have unlimited tries, and because it's unlimited tries, I've made it. Extra hard. Ah, you've created uh, dark yeah, souls yeah. for I mean, education. Uh, <laughs> I am the, this yeah, is the dark yeah, yeah, souls exactly. of education. 
That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Let me fail. She just has a thing popped up. You have failed. It's like, go back. Yeah. And then they think, and they think <laughs> so it's great. Yeah, because students keep uh, trying to perfect it. And I think there's, an, there's a completionist in everyone there. So... I did it horrible the first time. I have to do it again, and because they do it multiple times, they learn the lesson without me really having to explain to them what they're doing wrong and what they're doing At right. At some point, there's gonna be that one guy speed running Joem's classes. I can speed run this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, repeating multiple times. I was, I was, I was gonna say right. Joem has the completionists in his class. I have the speedrunners. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Like, I have some people who try to do a speedrun as well, but yeah, I mean the whole idea of making things uh, challenging—I put it that way—is yeah. that um, yeah, you, 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 I mean, because it is reading. If you speedrun it, you're bound to miss details. And one of the very first uh, tests that I gave was really a basic observation test about uh, row, row, row your boat. Yeah, yeah, the nursery rhyme. And it's, it's yeah. actually quite funny because there are certain questions that if you paid attention, you'd uh, notice. But if you're really trying to speed run it, they're probably going to miss things out. Like, for example, um, row or false. Um, the word row repeats three times in row, row, row your boat. Oh, okay. Which part? So again, we have Joem who or goes through the Dark Souls yeah. mentality and Jao who goes through Mario, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> The thing that I do though is I like um I release my uh episodes. I, I release the uh lessons well I, I paste them out. Yeah. Like well, I, I, mean, I have it, to paste them out. Like right at the beginning actually, I gave yeah. them like two weeks worth and then <laughs> somebody tried to speed run like the two weeks. I'm like, okay, okay, no, we're we're doing this on a we're doing this a day by day. Actually, yeah, yeah. Joe, I'll start your study. It's like Live or is it like pre-record stuff? Uh, no, actually, most of the stuff is really just written down. I decided to really go uh, hardly any videos. Everything's written down because it's a reading class. So, oh, okay, I have no choice but to read. Um, mm. In a way, my class is also paced because I've locked my uh, I've locked the modules. So, oh, right. if somebody tries to speed run the whole thing and some people did. So, I mean, I think in the first week, I allowed them to take the first two modules. Some people were trying to access the third module, and then they were messaging me. content's not yet unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> sir, I can't access the third module. Have you completed it's the first early module? access. You, you got to you got, you got pay and download the DLC, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, That's yeah, why you have to get the other them. units. <laughs> that's what we call those DLC units. This one unlocks it. If you get this one, you get a special reward perk. The first two are the trial pack, and then you gotta pay for the rest. Welcome oh, to well. the class record. Like I should think of that next time. Locking it is to, to also tell uh, them that if you finish early, you should reward yourself with rest. Yeah, actually, that's that's something that I I really try to that, that we really should be trying to push, right? Like, yeah, you know, rest. Um, it's 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 crazy out there, and you know, yeah, people need to. Rest. Yeah, and and then they uh, actually I remember when. When the quarantine started, the students were really uh, all out complaining about, oh, what about our mental health and so on and so forth, right? I mean, of course, I mean, let's take mental health seriously. But um, now that they're trying to speed run through my class, I, I also get the chance to tell them. And once they start complaining, why is module three not yet unlocked? Well, guys, think of your mental health. Rest oh, first. Yeah, rest <laughs> first. 
I mean, we don't have dolomite. Oh my God, <laughs> dolomite's in danger today. Ooh, typhoon. Oof. 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 Any Indonesia module? Did it get new game plus? <laughs> <laughs> you can now take your knowledge and go back to retake the exam. Now no, made extra harder. You have unlocked the bonus page. I is want extra points. points. Is that all? Is that all summative, or is or, or are those formative assessments? No, I'm. I'm it's, it's a combination uh, of summative and formative because they they take the test and of course uh, yeah they they can take it multiple times. But I also have a metacognitive um as uh, dimension to my classes where they have to keep a journal or. They have to write a series of progress reports regarding what they have learned or what insights they have. I mean, I, f- I followed the questions that you sent me. Mm, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's quite funny, and I, I like how the students are quite honest. Uh, upon my ninth try, I realized. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and right. I, I should be ducking under the sword. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could actually parry. <laughs> Those questions yeah, are for suckers. Stuff. Just keep stabbing. <laughs> yeah, just keep stabbing. Yeah, so so it's it's really very interesting, and I'm starting to see how. Uh, but because for me, I I don't know. I, um, my main challenge always when it comes to literature classes is that I step into the classroom knowing most of my students hate reading, and the reason why they hate reading is because they have this kind of activity which they think is reading, but it's not really reading. Right. It's really, you know, um, trying to gain the teacher. It's not reading, reading. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, they think that it's reading because they really prepare for tests. They don't really... Ah, okay. They don't... Mm. uh, I mean, so in other words, what they do is they try to read the teacher rather than the text. Yeah, Mm, like... Okay. They try to give you... They feel like you want this answer, not figure out what the answer is. Okay, I get that. Yeah, so... Actually, um, the, the the thing that has been quite tough with my classes so far is that I have to, um, because because I have a regular mini essay requirement per week, and I give oh. them three tries for that one. Oh. Yeah, but but then again, yeah, yeah, it is quite. Uh, yeah, I can, I can already hear Joe uh, groaning there. Yeah, it is a little bit of a torture, oh but God. for me, my convenience is I don't I don't have to give lectures anymore. They have to read the text. So, uh, yeah, and once a week, I give them, you know, around 30 minutes to an hour where they can throw questions about anything that's not clear about the lessons. In fact, they don't even have to wait for that live session. They can even email me as, uh, immediately and I just reply to them. Now, of course, given all these leeways and the feedback that I give them regularly, sometimes I realize I can also be quite harsh with the feedback. Yeah, sometimes I, I think uh, one of the harsher stuff that I've said is that uh, it's as if you never read module one, two, and three at all. Sometimes, oh I, God, I, sometimes I go like, How that. dare you, sir? How <laughs> dare you ruin their mental health? <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding, saying that kidding. they're, uh, I'm not saying that they're stupid or anything. I'm not making those claims. Saying? I'm just saying that it's you scary. didn't, it seems you didn't read this at all. I'm just yeah. imagining my Joe. I'm like a sense feedback. Social feedback just types an F. <laughs> F in chat. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you have died. <laughs> yeah. There was that. Um, what was it? It was um, Vida. Vida posted something on Facebook asking, um, "How how do you how do you tell a student that they failed uh, in, in a nice way?" And and um, I, I actually like sat down and thought about that question, even though it was kind of memey. 
like the way that 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 Vita presented it and the conclusion that they sort of reached was when you're telling somebody that they failed or when you tell a student that they failed you, you don't tell them that they failed you tell them that the paper sucks yeah like you don't, you don't tell them that they suck you tell them that the paper sucks because you know probably a good person you're smart whatever it's just that you know the 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 output didn't reach the standards of the rubric or whatever but yeah. um I that's like, I like that's that. tough dude yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you, but the algorithm has fucked you. Yeah, I mean, you you, 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 you shouldn't tell a student that you failed. You say that the paper wasn't very oh, good. No, not at all. Yeah. Right? Because it lets you know you can do better or something. Yeah. Because you're saying they failed, this guy's kind of blown to their entire ego. Like, it makes them feel worse than they should, I guess. Yeah. One yeah. Way on, on the flip side of the spectrum, you could tell them that the paper was great, but they suck as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a guidance counselor. (laughs) And here's your mental health. Yeah. (laughs) There goes your mental health. I'm amazed with your ability to work. It's just everything else about you is just horrible. (laughs) I I don't tell you my Mukin class. Yeah. I suppose Joe, you still remember my whole thing about instructions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, here here are the house rules, and you have to follow the house rules. But of course, lately I haven't really been doing the whole uh, apology letter anymore. I mean, it's something I've ditched along the way. Yeah. But uh, um, there was this. But the house rules still remain, and one of the house rules I told them is that you're not supposed to. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you guys my number, but here are the rules. No one's supposed to text me at. Uh, I mean, no one's supposed to text me unless it's an emergency, and nothing after 5 p.m. or weekends. Oh, and gosh. then you know. <laughs> Before the week was up, somebody texts me 12 a.m. Ouch. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Kids these days. Breaks all the rules. uh, Sir, I just want to make sure that the number is correct. (laughs) (laughs) What? So I messaged that. I'm I'm sure you've read the the, the house. So what is the emergency? (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. It starts for, yeah, it it's starts almost as if you didn't read Joe the rules. replies like, drop yeah. my class. That's it. <laughs> there was a, something that you might want to do. And um, I've, I've never actually done this, but I, I know that this works for some teachers. Um, on the first day of class, they come up with like a class contract. right? So it's Class contract? Yeah. So like what they do is um, they like discuss, right? So, you know, the expectations, like what do you guys expect yeah. from me as a teacher, and what do you guys expect of yourselves as students? If you want to make the most out of this class, what is the thing? What are the things that you're going to do? Yeah, and you know, once once um, the class sort of decide on a lot of this stuff, you know, the first day they're they're all still like, yeah, we're gonna do great. Um, we know that we're supposed to meet our deadlines, <laughs> deadline, whatever. And then um, and then you create like a little. One of our teachers like actually put it on like some sort of illustration board or whatever and posted it in the front of his class. He was like, right, this is the class contract. And since this was something that came from you guys, you have to be accountable for this. Um, mm. And, you know, that, that, that might be something that you can do, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, actually, the, the, the variation I have made is I actually gave them a sort of bonus activity. Okay. Which is a quiz on the house. Uh, yeah. A quiz on oh, the orientation. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, unlimited tries. So practically bonus points. But it means that if you get a perfect score in that quiz, 
it means you know the house rules and you have no more excuses. That's really cool, actually. I should do that. I should do that. <laughs> that yeah, and especially since you, have to, since you can already program it, right? Um, it can really be an objective type test. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you guys use as your LMS? Canvas. All right. Hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good, actually. We, we use Canvas for like our training. Then we ended up on Microsoft Teams. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I thought only employees use that one. Well, they, uh, they, they tried to adapt it to education. You, you can tell, you can really tell that it isn't an LMS from the yeah. ground up. But like, it's, it's, um, uh, you guys haven't tried the Google Classroom. We did. We did, but we got a pretty good deal on, uh, well, yeah, the school of T-Chat got a, got a pretty good deal on, um, Microsoft Teams. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. it was it, it it was one of those things, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, the ink is dried. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're suggesting this. However, budgetary means says this. We already spent on yeah. this. So. Yeah. <laughs> it came with like that's... a super duper fast internet connection at the office, which was like which which has been really oh, good for the nice. teachers that don't have internet connections. Yeah. So like that was mm-hmm. uh, I think that was like one of the primary considerations, you know, like. Yeah. A bunch of teachers actually, have the problem connectivity of, issues. So. Yeah, that's the problem actually of Canvas. I, I've heard it's a bit of a data hog. <laughs> so is Microsoft Teams. My God. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you actually do your teaching in the school, or you also do a work from home deal? Yeah, work from home. Okay. That's the fun part. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm checking, being very harsh with my <sighs> feeds checking while the kids are. <laughs> Yeah, while carrying the kids. Yeah, so, so sometimes that's what happens. <laughs> but then, like, um, like I said, no, some features have uh don't have like great internet connections, so yeah. you know they can work from school if they want. Like, yeah. there's the option to do that, and uh, uh, staying with the UNP, right? So yeah. you know Stay that's how. Yeah. that's how it goes. But we actually brought Joe M here because tonight. It's the night. When? <laughs> because we wanted this to be the class record, the Dragon Knights edition. <laughs> on that well, note, we're gonna... we do. Yeah. On that note, we do, we do have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. Yes. <laughs> it's on channel14.com. Everybody, if you like what you've heard so far, listen to Joe's class record. And if you want to keep listening to Bodega Knights and any of our other podcasts, <laughs> Mm-hmm. And if you want like to hear Jabber more about talk. the dark souls of education, I'm, I'm probably gonna put this. I'm probably gonna put this on the the, the class record feed, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Although I think it's really more of you know not not so much dark souls as it as it is Super Mario. I mean the moment. I mean the, the questions don't really change or anything. So I mean Dark Souls just teaches you you have to observe, you have to learn. You can't just brute force your way. Mario, oh, you can true. brute force your way. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah Dark Souls. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I enjoyed Dark Souls. It's a game that you know you messed up. Yeah. It's not like the game cheating. It's like you know you messed up. You're oh, yeah. Keep kind of like your mind. class. We know that <laughs> we have crushed. You have made mistakes. This was a parry, not a block. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Wait, Nico. Norm- Yo, as somebody that's no, uh, I was gonna ask. Have any of you guys watched The Mandalorian? The of course. The yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to hear the take of. Uh, I want to hear the take of somebody from the five zero first. Mm-hmm. What did you think of, the, of that first episode? Uh, I'm guessing the one would be. I'd be the guys with one of the weirder opinions because I'm actually familiar with that story that they showed off. The marshal. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you maybe read, because uh, it came from an expanded Aftermath. universe thing. Yeah. So, so like, oh, it's a sh- so I saw it's, oh it's a Sheriff Tatooine. Yeah. Which was slightly modified for this series. Because yeah. Sheriff the Tatooine, the guy who had amnesia, saw connection to the armor, got and went there. Whereas this one is he got the armor for Jawas because of situations. It yeah. was neat. I did appreciate it. There's only two things in that, ser- in that episode that really annoyed me. One was purely by the editing team, which kind of messed up a scene. And mm-hmm. the other part was, uh, well, it was throwing in how the crate dragon worked. It's kind of felt so graboidy. Like I was getting flashbacks to Tremors. <laughs> it's like, it's a graboid. Get off the ground. That's how you survive. <laughs> like, um, what was it? I was, I was kind of spoiled, not really spoiled, but like, um, when we were, when we were watching it, we, we watched it with subtitles on. And oh, when okay. Cobb, yeah. And, and when Cobb Vance first comes in, like, we kind of missed the reveal that he was Cobb Vance in the, because like right at the bottom of the subtitle. It, it puts says, his name. It puts his name there. Like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Actually, when I first saw him pop out, I first assumed, is this Jodo cast? Like, from all the people in the EU, you brought in Jodo cast. They start talking. <laughs> okay, this is not Jodo cast. It was like uh, I found it. I found it pretty cool though that, that, that they brought somebody in from. Uh, they brought a character in from uh, Aftermath. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. Oh, all right. And cool. it's really one of those stories of the uh, does Bobo Fett survive stories that wasn't as popular because it wasn't you know what everyone wanted. Which oh he just fights his way out and then. Okay, then like teams up with Dengar for that whole like odd couple set of stories that was kind of amusing. Yeah. It's like, hey, this could happen this way. Like, oh, okay. And then people just kind of ignored it. And, uh, but yeah, it was a fun, it's a fun thing. I enjoyed the Tuscans. I enjoyed the fact that they kind of showed a bit more of tattooing, which really the OG fans, I'd like to think even prequel fans appreciate it. Yeah. Question because about, uh, question about the, uh, the Tuscan Raiders, man. That, that's British Sign Language, right? Uh, no, British sign language. They were using uh, the actor, at least from the first season. The actor knew American sign language, but even he said that's not American sign language. He took a little bit of it, but made his own thing. The same All thing right. with these Tuscans. They, the actors were familiar with sign language, but it wasn't proper sign language. They got it and just essentially made it more Star Warsy per se. Because in fact, All they right. added grunts and things, which of course sign language will not have an auditory section to it, really. Uh, so, so it's 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 like TSL. It's like Tatooine sign language. Yeah, which, in a sense, <laughs> which includes which, grunts, apparently. Which has a little bit of uh, which has a little bit of British sign language, a little bit of American sign language, and a lot of. Uh, uh. I actually have my Tuscan helmet over there. <laughs> I think. <laughs> but there was it was it was really funny, right? Because my girlfriend and I were watching it. It was that that, that one scene where uh, Din Djarin just starts talking to Cobb Vanth. Or st- speaks in English, but does whatever it was that he was doing. Yeah, he's and, kept on going on, and, and he kept on going like this. And I was like, and and and, and my girlfriend looks at me and he's like, so what you're so 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 what we're saying is that um, the Tuscan Raiders communicate through sign language, and all of this grunting and yelling really doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, that, I guess. <laughs> but I think the author points maybe just connote some other things or this is another way to add emphasis here and there but probably does not change the main text much so like um but when it comes to like sign languages of the world now the the way that you do this with your face 
like adds a little bit of different context to yeah what it for is. the Tuskens where you don't see a face. I guess adding auditory noise replaces that facial feature aspect. Right. I, I it was know. a fun thing. It was a fun <laughs> episode. I am excited for episode two, but it's just one of those things where oh, I'm familiar with the story, so. I guess for me, I wasn't as hyped up. It's like, oh, I know how this is gonna go, so I don't know how to feel. Even the scene where, like, we're hunting the crate dragon, like, I've seen this also in EU, where, okay, I kinda know what's gonna happen. I did love the reference, though. There were references left and right, Easter eggs here and there. Even the, uh, crate dragon pearl, which is, oh, that's a cool throwback to Kotor. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll play again. I found that so cool, right? When, when they, um, when they when they were holding it up, it was like, oh, does this we mean we're going now. to get? Does this mean that we're going to get like a white lightsaber using like oh yeah pearl for now, the Kyber? That's not yep, but that doesn't work anymore. I mean, Kotor, that was cool <sighs> because back then, like, so how do lightsabers work? You stick whatever crystal or power source you want in there. Yes, how it's gonna work? But that so, then, like, so, so that like no, 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 you don't do it anymore. But no, my merchandising. <laughs> But then with um, but but then we're talking about Dave Filoni here, right? That that dude is like, I, I, I'm I'm still so amazed at uh, the work that they're doing because they 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 take every Star Wars, everything from every corner of the Star Wars universe and sort of bring it together. And you know, you got like fans of the prequels, fans of the original trilogy, hell, even fans of the Abomination that was the sequel trilogy, the expanded universe, all of the. The um, the the cartoons, right? Bringing them all in together into the Mandalorian, into something that every type of Star Wars fan can agree on. Yep. Well, I, as I put it, it's a nice thing because it's Star Wars in a it's a Star Wars story in the Star Wars universe. It's not a Star Wars story. Yeah. It's set in the universe, which makes it feel nice. And I, I mean, I grew up with spaghetti western, so I enjoy it, and it felt like a spaghetti western. But in Star Wars, so it's nice. It the main guy didn't know much about what we know technically as fans. We are more aware of his universe than he is. Right. So that was interesting that like you see a guy just experience the world as it is, not someone who sees this and like I know it, like I know this, I know this. Oh, I have heard stories of this. He's like, what? I'm looking for this guy. I'm looking for this guy. A <laughs> uh, uh, Jay, what? <laughs> so you're telling who me who are these space wizards? Space wizards. <laughs> When I heard that, like, is this a throwback to the fact that that's what Annie used to say? I think wizard. That's no, no, a wizard. It's, it's, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I love that show, though. Like, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's it's one of the best things that's coming on now. Oh, it's one of the best Star Wars things, at least, at least so far. Yeah, it actually feels like Star Wars, and it doesn't matter from which uh, what's it uh, where you're coming from. That that's the thing that that completely like. Uh, that completely floored me about it. Like, whichever Star Wars you grew up on, and whichever Star Wars movie you have an affinity for, you're going to find something in The Mandalorian that you're going to love. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's the genius of Dave Filoni. And, um, oh. and uh, what's his name? John Favreau. I will say the one scene I found kind of funny, which was they had that scene there where they're... Everyone from uh, Mos Palgos is watching the Death Star to get exploded. Yeah. Then, like, within seconds, like, the criminal organization comes in. We're in charge now. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Imperial forces are still in the area. It's not like, boom, it blows up. Like, well, can't go home, I guess. <laughs> you <can't. laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Robot Chicken Star Wars. <laughs> it's like, huh. 
I guess we lost. Bye. Uh, you guys, you're in charge now. Just leaves. But then, what, what's it, right? Like, it's like Tatooine. Big. Tatooine was, uh, but well, particularly like Mos Pelago. Like, nobody really actually cared about that place. Which again begs the question: So why didn't these guys take over earlier? Yeah. So it's that thing. So I had to assume there had been an imperial presence. I mean, most I said the MEPD. So I'd like to assume that these guys had the MPPT, which was just pretty much just sand troopers who just were there because being a mining colony, they should have some materials that imperials want. And the fact that they had so many torpedo warheads, like, wow, you guys have a lot of explosives. Mm-hmm. Like, is this for mining? If it is, like, that's kind of scary mining. How do you mine? We just, like, bomb the hell out of everything. It's like carpet <laughs> bombing mining. <laughs> we just bring in the ships, carpet bomb everything, just pick up the dirt. Like, there we go. Here's some more. Awesome. But, uh, this is a fun series, though. Great stuff. And excited to see the whole season. And hopefully it will not uh, make me feel bad, like, halfway through the season. Because people told me that... Uh, well, I got some information on the inside, supposedly, that halfway through the season, they don't talk much about the Mandalorian. They kind of go for a Cara Dune aspect, which I heard that, like, really? That's kind of weird, but okay, sure. Yeah, because of the 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 rumor was, right, that Pedro Pascal was kind of mm-hmm. hard to work with. Yeah, that well, has been that, confirmed a number of times, period. which is why he's now been relegated to a voice actor role, I think, starting... Half of season two onto season three, he's now a, just a voice, not a face. Which is, which is good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes was... sense. He's not supposed to show his face at all, which makes me wonder. So does that mean in season one, it's the only time you ever see the character's face, and that's it. <laughs> he's never seen again. Like that, I found that just like really weird, man. Like that, that very that that uh, that, that that time that. That he removed his helmet in front of um, the IG-11 droid. I was like, well, okay. Um, this is a contractual obligation thing, isn't it? <laughs> like, that's exactly what I yeah. felt. Yeah. I mean, he hired the actor for his face. <laughs> right? Sort of like, a, sort of like that. What, what was it? Um, I, I, I might have been watching... Uh, that Batman movie, the, the third Batman movie with like Sina Joem. And there was that one scene where uh, right at the very end, Bane, yeah, B- Bane, Bane had his, Bane had his face covered the whole time. Or, Except or, for that or, last scene, right? <laughs> it's like, hmm. Then like, he turns away. And I think it might have been Joem or John that Whoa. was like, ah, that, that's the contractual obligation. You gotta see his face. <laughs> And is that the same uh, Batman movie where, like, John walked out when they made a Batman statue scene? I remember he walked out. Yeah, yeah, he walked movie. out right at the very end. Of, uh, <laughs> I don't remember a Batman movie. statue. It's yeah. Dark Knight Crisis. Dark Knight Crisis. Dark Knight Crisis. Yeah, yeah towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I don't recall that. I just remember Alfred and the, like, uh, restaurant. Uh, I think it's with all the politicians and... The, the circular hall of justice. Okay, I don't know if it's hall of justice. Though. <laughs> I guess also putting the Batman statue. It's kind of a mixed feeling of like he was our hero, but it's also we're kind of okay with vigilantism. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think it wasn't about the vigilantism at that particular point because he just did, did get saved from terrorism. So yeah, and the, and he actually freed the cops. So mm. in a way, he did give the power back to the cops. In that, a way, uh, but the one percent like, will save yeah. us all. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it doesn't it like undermine 
like the authority of the cops if they acknowledge the role Batman plays in saving Gotham with a statue. No, you know, actually, I remember getting into a conversation with um, one of my former students about um, how much of a vigilante is Batman really? Because I mean, he doesn't like really. This whole shtick. This is such a Joem conversation to have. No, no, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't really dispense justice if you think about it, but he facilitates things so it becomes easier for the cops to do their job. I'm not a religious man, but I will make you meet God. <laughs> <laughs> Type of situation, like I am not here to dispense justice, but I will bring you to I will bring you to court and have it work in its best way possible. Yeah, which I right. guess if you think about it, I mean that's the reason why people keep escaping. Uh, Arkham. It's not like he's trying to keep them there. He's like, the system has to do it on its own. I will help you get there. Then it's up to you. I wash my hands off this. Yeah. Uh, what a rich person thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Batman is proof you can slap ju- you can slap crime with your wallet. <laughs> right. Right. The only thing stopping the police is this a budget. <laughs> that Batman has. <laughs> Which imagine he just gave. The budget. <laughs> I remember there actually being a conversation before where, like, the Batman of today versus the Batman of yes of the yesteryears and yester decades is so different because of how the police are equipped back then versus now. Like, remember back yeah. then we just had the simple utility belt which had some cool stuff, but you now see some average beat cops have very similar tech. Like back right. then they had like this billy clubs and revolvers. Now you can see cops. We keep an AR, they keep an AR fifteen or like a slug shotgun in the car, and the radio, and even the body armor. Like as I said, like the cops back then, they had like the usual uniform. Now they have body armor. SWAT has better armor. They have freaking MRAVs in some areas. So how does the MRAV the MRAV doesn't even compare to the original Batmobile in terms of like armor? What's an MRAV again? Uh, Mine like? resistant armored vehicle. Oh, okay. It's a famous, a really, really chonky truck that was sold to them at a discount because it's cheaper than buying a proper armored truck. Big chunk. So, I mean, you see that? Yeah. So, you see those things and you see Batman has to evolve becoming even more more techie. I guess it's interesting there. And I guess, yeah, the vigilanteism there. He still does bring them to justice. He doesn't... Except for, I guess... Well, no. What do you think that scene in the first Batman where he did not save Ra's al Ghul? Is I mean, that, that, uh, vigil- that's vigilantism, right? Yeah, that's that's vigilantism. But I think the mm-hmm. other, um, I mean, the succeeding movies. I think he became more Batman, Batman. Yeah, more, yeah, more of a Batman, Batman. Like I'm gonna do what a citizen does, right? And then the, the arresting part, the legal stuff you guys do. I just facilitated everything else. Actually, if you think about it, it's only that particular time with Russell Gu where he really uh, resorts to vigilantism. I'd like to have a lawyer right. on the show talk about that. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's quite interesting. Yeah, because, like, because I, I, I should have, uh, I should have finished law school just so that we can answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, because it's not as if... Goes back to Batman... law school just to have this debate. Yeah. <laughs> the, the argument here is that Batman doesn't really put people in his personal jail. Yeah. yeah so what do you think they're vigilante? Yeah. There was no bat jail, but there was a uh, bat Mobile, Bat Cave, Bat Terang, Bat Juice, Bat Terry, Bat Terry. What's a Terry? Bat Shark Repellent. If you all remember that from, uh, oh yes, I rewatched that. Apparently, he didn't have it on his belt. Yeah, he did. In the chopper, he was in the chopper on his belt. 
Was it in the belt? Because I saw again the impressions you... in the chopper. Well, are we really going to question it, Norm? Are we really going to question that? Like, what would that be in the chopper? Batman can keep yes. that. Yes. The 19, 19, yeah, the 1966 Batman can keep a bat shield in his belt. We yeah. will question so. it because it exists, Miko. And if it exists, we will question it. That is the core of philosophy. Even if it doesn't exist, we will still question it. So uh, how much more for that, something that actually does exist? <laughs> is that like, you know, wondering whether or not Batman has like a superpower? Which has been heavily debated to the point that no, he shouldn't have a superpower. But he says his superpower is like, I am a super detective. Like, uh, is that really a superpower? He has like the, the power of detectiving of, of wealth, right? Well, he has the, he has the power of the writer. Like, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. In, in that way, he's, he's, he's like Deadpool in that way. Like, um, you know how back in the day, right? Batman, uh, back in the day, Bruce Wayne was like a millionaire. And then as it stands yeah. right now, he became a billionaire. He's like a billionaire. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot like how the cops are becoming more, are, are becoming better equipped. So Batman has to become better equipped than the cops, right? Wait, do you uh, think they, they, he'll they, have like, Batcoin in the future? Like he'll have crypto? I, I wouldn't be surprised, man. <laughs> he had the credit card in the animated series. He had he had the he had the credit card in the animated series. In Batman Forever. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Sorry, Batman and Robin. Right. Never leave home that without too, it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the American ex- the A makes for Batman is like that was so dumb. I love it. <laughs> Looking like, back so at are it, you telling me they know? Do these people know who Batman is? Yeah. No, it's just it's just licensed to Batman. Like, who are they charging? Who's paying this bill? <laughs> Bruce Wayne is paying this out of charity, but it's named to Batman. I, but I am so not yes. Bruce Wayne. I want that to be known. You know, you know, dude, after, um, what was the name of that? After watching Batman the Brave and the Bold, um, I was, uh, I found myself sort of craving that campy Batman again. You know? Yeah. Right? It was, it was sort of where like, he. The one where you can compare him to Inspector Gadget. That that's what ooh Martin that actually has a link to like yes the, the bad credit card. But uh, oh, wow. true forever. I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Like, there's one way where the bad credit card might, and that's because Bruce Wayne owns the banks. But I mean, he has staff who'll handle. Like, is Bruce Wayne Batman? Or in Batman Inc. That's, that's the answer. Yeah, it, could be, it could be Batman Inc. He just Batman made Inc. a whole bat. He made the whole thing. Who's that? Oh, it's a guy just trying to make money off being Batman. <laughs> he makes all the illegal bat merchandise. What's Batman <laughs> that gonna do? Sue me? <laughs> Wasn't that like a plot point for that the third, the third second bat was uh, one of his employees uh, figured out who Batman was and then yeah. they yeah yeah they, they tried bra- so, yeah, yeah blackmailing him yeah Dark Knight. So, you're telling me it's that you, you think your boss is a mass vigilante who beats up criminals in the night and you want to blackmail this man. Ah, you make some good points here. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm going to be yeah. on Jerry Springer one way or another. <laughs> Jerry, 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 Jerry. Uh, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. I've no. seen that one. It's quite fun. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly bloody. Yeah. Also, oh, wow. Parts. It is violent. This is not like the TMNT oh I grew up God. with. Oh, my God. Yeah. The puns on this credit card. No, I do love how they had like, the old forever. school like, freaking van. They had like the TMNT van with the, with the pizza launcher, with like the launcher for the uh, 
manhole covers and they're like, oh my god, this is kind of campy and also so super violent. Yeah, I remember that fight between Batman and Shredder. That was pretty. Oh, that was cool. That was so yeah. nice. Yeah, and they realized, and like, wow, he's not that campy Shredder anymore. No, not at all. Even yeah. the fight when he fought the turtles, like uh, one by one, basically. Yeah, that was that was a cool thing. That was yeah. like a that was a crossover. Yeah, I did that... not expect to be that entertaining. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I haven't really seen the whole thing, but I've been able to. Uh, Kind of stitch them together through YouTube. <laughs> I've seen the highlight reel. I somewhat yeah. understand the story. Yeah, people have been putting so many clips, which kind of it's, you know, a, it's a pretty solid movie. I mean, I enjoyed it. I won't say it's the best Batman film, but you know, it's the best one with turtles. Troy Baker's. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking of uh, Jao's comment about the Batman with camp, and I agree. Um, Would you consider? Have you seen Batman went to feudal Japan? Would you consider that camp? Because that was weird as hell. I would say it's weird. I wouldn't exactly say it's camp. not necessarily campy. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it was. Um, I, I, I absolutely loved that show, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, because yeah. it was, you know, it, it, it had a lot of callbacks to like the sort of '60s kind of Batman, and it, it was really campy, and like Batmite shows up and. Freaking all of these really deep cuts in DC, like also show up as Lore, well. Yeah, the red kryptonite. Yeah, all of that yeah, stuff. Man. It's you know, yeah. it's so I good. Have... Oh, sorry. My... Um, yeah, Joe, have you read this? Uh, ah, we can tell the story closer. Little Gotham. Little I've heard Little of it. Gotham. I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. I think Little you should for that one. Yeah, Little Gotham. Let me check it out. Let me yeah. Let me search. For Is it like Muppet yeah. Babies? I think it has Muppet the right Batman. amount of camp. I think that you'd like. It also has these uh, throwbacks to a lot of that uh, Batman lore as well. And we're recording. <laughs> and, and we're back. We had a we had a quick cut. Hey, people, you're not going to see that we had a really quick cut, but we completely cut. Norm has this visual gag. He was like, "Oh my god, we are about to get our internet connections." cut because of the storm and stuff. Okay, that is a cool one. That is a cool one. All I have for that is, like, my freaking tech issue button. <laughs> and my tech issue button isn't that cool anymore. Dang it, I need to up, game. I need to up my game. <laughs> it was a lot... Yeah. It's actually a lot cooler. <laughs> Let me... It actually looks a lot better with, like, the, um... If, if, I, if I change the color of the light in my background... Whoa, 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 wait a so, minute. So the transition is smoother. Yeah, well, so I have. There, there, though I can still do one thing you guys can't, which is this: go yeah. down the rabbit hole. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh my God! Uh, by the way, that's a perfect oh, thing. Like when Joan goes into like a instinct talk about different things, like we're going down the rabbit hole. Shh. <laughs> I need to ask something. Um, since there's a signal number three in Manila, mm-hmm. Doc, are online classes suspended for tomorrow? That's no, a really good not. question. Because, well, um, yeah. in our case, because things are is it a asyn- holiday tomorrow. Oh yeah, it's also a holiday tomorrow. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, since no, I mean, in, in our invalid. since it's uh, asynchronous classes, right? I mean, we cannot stop students from going through the modules mm. and uh, doing the activities there. Okay. Uh, what we're not allowed to do is to conduct synchronous activities. Ah. Of course, it goes to waste if students cons- uh, try to consult us during that time. 
we can choose not to reply until the suspension is over. Well, uh, if it's a holiday. Yeah. Ah. If you reply, do you get holiday pay? Well, <laughs> no, it's a little bit tricky right now. <laughs> Everybody's tight. So. Yep. Man, I hear everyone like, I can't get my 13th month. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Generally, for me, I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd like to think of it. I'll just work extra hours at this point so that tomorrow I can laser out. Yeah. I love work, doing though, that. If you're, how do you yeah. like ma- measure extra hours? Like, do you, how do you punch in in this kind of like online world of working? Well, when it comes to teachers, when it comes to teachers, we're measured by units. So. The whole idea here is that there's already a computation of how many hours we're more or less um, supposed to spend per class. Like, for example, when you're talking about three units, that's actually three times three, if you think about it. Uh, three, uh, uh, three hours a week times three, because we have three hours of prep and three hours of checking. Okay, so, so more or less the computation. It, so it's kind of like an on season where you should do this much hours. If you go beyond it, that's on you. If you go below it, that's on you type situation. Yeah, of course. Sure if uh, if the students start complaining that you're not responding to them, they're gonna check how many units do you have. Oh, you have no excuse. Ah, okay. Yeah, but if nobody complains, you're able to <laughs> deliver what you're supposed to deliver on time. Y'all keep this in the down low. You won't have problems. <laughs> yeah, but but, the, but I've I've seen students already complain on occasion if the if the class doesn't really teach them anything. Like I think I remember. Uh, sometimes uh, hearing students say, "We never met our teacher, not even once." Ooh, yeah, wow. kind of, yeah, I really so, want to teach in college. We just dude. receive PowerPoint slides. And... <laughs> I really want to teach in college, be able to pull off something like that. I'm so yeah, bothered cool. how, like last month, I had a nightmare where I thought I missed classes for my like uh, <laughs> semester. <laughs> I woke up like re-stressed, like, hey. "Was I? Oh, you can do it too." I see. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, I had like a weird thing. Like dreams, <gasps> it was crazy. I don't know why. After so many years, like I have this like freaking I'm late for school dream. Like, what the heck's wrong with me? It's um, <laughs> what was I? I can't remember. I'm I'm not sure if this is like true at all. And welcome to like the COVID part of our. Uh, oh no! Do I have to coof? And it's making was, me go it was, crazy. Uh, it was uh, what do we call it? When. We have a lot less stuff to dream about because we're all like locked in. Is this filler episode? This yeah. is the filler season of my dreams. Yes, um, we have a lot of. <laughs> oh my god, filler. we don't have a lot of new sensory input, and so like our brain starts digging into the past for stuff to dream about. We have to bring things out of the vault. Hey guys, here's the extended edition that you missed during the actual university years. We're bringing no, man, it back. These are, uh... So, so remember reruns? all the anxiety. These are reruns. These are your dream rerun, dreams reruns edition. I never had that dream in in university at all. I never had the dream like I missed classes or anything. No, it wasn't a dream. You just did. <laughs> just did. <laughs> <laughs> I never dreamt about being late for class because God, that was always late for class. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's not here to show you. It wasn't here. a dream. It was a memory. <laughs> I anything, uh, that makes me feel so sad that like so much things, so little things are happening by dreams. Like you know, let's give him a filler season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remind him of school. This is this is the clip show. Right. This is the this is the throwback episode where you remember back to those horrible days or something. 
that's just lazy writing in my right in like my life writer's part. Like, oh, uh, how do you feel this season? I don't know. Let's just throw in some like he's, reverse you gotta, stuff here. You gotta, you gotta cut him some slack. He's going through some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a tough year for him. Been a tough year for a lot of people. Yeah, let's do filler Oops. episodes. Here you go. Pandemic. Did not have any COVID or pandemic related nightmares or dreams yet, though, surprisingly enough. That's good. Mm. Yes. We have to. Yeah. Going, going by um, the way that your dreams are going, you're going to have to wait about 10, 10 years. 10 more years. <laughs> 10 years. Without... My God, the toilet paper. Where is it? <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm, I'm going to stab, stab a man for a can of beans. Try to match Miko's background with my background. Oh, I guess I'm wondering, like, oh, you're like, is my, has your background always been green? <laughs> this is all I can do, guys. Norm's like, oh! <laughs> 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 ah, there you go, the alcohol, yeah. Oh, God, even that part of the year where we had, like, freaking alcohol shortage, that was so weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that the one day. I remember all the people making underground alcohol. That was so weird. Where you had to buy like illegal alcohol. And that's like cleaning alcohol. Wicked expensive. Oh, that's the one there I was unaffected (laughs) by because I had like a freaking pallet worth of stuff like prior COVID. Yeah, but like, you know, dude, if you were there, like, oh. (laughs) If you were there, like. Masks were so god awfully expensive. I saw an old woman stab another old woman for a mask. It, got it was one of the beauty masks. It even had nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> oh, God. All my friends who had dyed hair, we finally figured out what their actual hair color was. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> the roots started showing like, ah, oh, so your hair is black or your hair is brown. Oh, oh that, it's your actual hair color. That, that was amusing to me. <laughs> I have never seen you undyed before. Or when you see like your friends who always shave their heads suddenly have hair. Like, this is so weird. It was such an interesting change. And, of course, everyone started to grow out their beards, which, I mean, like, see Joe, I'm here, like, just rocking it there. That's ah, thank you. Stuff. Can you, uh, Joe, can you tie your hair back already? Um, Not yet. Not yet. All right. Close enough. Hey, Martin, Close what enough. about you? <laughs> 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 I think I can tie part of my hair. I mean, you could, back, Martin but... can grow a beard. He's got the jeans for it, I think. Yep. Let's. But, uh, yeah. but I'm like shaving it in a couple of hours after this recording. I'm just charging this. Already shaved this off. This is this so, is the reason uh, why the recording why do you have a shaver just takes there? like two hours. It's just the time Martin needs to charge his shaver. Yes. That's, that's the That's really so that's why. A secret. That's a secret. So Bodega Nights is pretty much like Martin shaving his Martin's downtime. Yeah. See, Down. right there. We're already prepped for the Dollar Shave Club sponsorship right there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Come on, Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club. We're here. We're here. Or, or um, the one. Manscaped. Yeah, the one. Manscaped.com <laughs> slash Bodega Nights. Get shave your balls. Right? 15% <laughs> off. And shave No, your we're not balls. sponsored. We're not, we're, we're not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped, no, hey. no, Dollar no, Shave nobody, Club. Nobody's got the book. Nobody's got the balls to sponsor. <laughs> this Nobody's got radical the radical podcast. <laughs> yes, radical. we're talking about many things. We jumped from Batman yes. to COVID. I guess they're both bad bats at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're both bat related. They're really related. This is very advertiser unfriendly, huh? Oh, I know. Yes. 
How can we so sell right this to now, our bosses? So right now, don't forget, there's an 11-11 shale in Shopee. So go <laughs> oh to shopee.com slash channel 14. It's not 11-11 yet. It's 11-1. right now. It's 10. You yeah, need 10 more this, days to 11-11. I mean, we're not, we're, we're not sponsored by Shopee out, either. I wish we were. Yeah. But, you know. yeah. Man, get some Alibaba yeah, money. That would be awesome. Um, or, or, <laughs> Jack Amazon. Ma has like a Jack Amazon, Ma's new company uh, coming up, right? Yeah, like Jack Ma's new company and like its IPO price was um I I, I saw it go up like a thousand percent or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh Actually, my what God. shocked me recently is how Shopee's customer service is actually really good. Mm-hmm. I remember when they kind of did not give two like cares about you whatsoever. Like thing messed up, it's your problem. Now like wow, they actually go above and beyond to get you refunds, set up. So it almost feels like Amazon level of quality. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I am only annoyed that I can't download their app for my uh, devices. That's the only thing that annoys mm. me about it. Because well, apparently yeah, they, region, really they region they locked the app. You can only download yeah. if you're in Asia, yeah, which is kind of weird. I don't, I don't get because like I can get Lazada, I can get all the other apps that are. Of course, Lazada won't work here in other countries, but it still so allows me get to get the app. app. That's weird. So why can't you download the app? Uh, because my account there's... is US based. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and it's like no, this is not moving region. Like, but why? Why? I don't yeah, understand. No, yeah, there's Shopee here in Brazil. What? I didn't know that? Yeah, well, Shopee I mean, in it, Brazil. It, it, it could yes. be because of uh, because of its sort of international presence. I guess I don't know. Is this weird? Like, why don't why I can't get Shopee like my US account? Like, what happened here? What happened that I don't know? This this is Amazon. Is Amazon like we will pay you? Money to prevent this app from coming into this. Ah, that's why there are uh, antitrust lawsuits going on, like right now. <laughs> oh Big yeah, gosh. Disney huh? is also getting so much fire right now. And I love the joke is Disney's getting so much fire because there is Disney's has no money. Their legal team's weak. Attack now! They can't afford <laughs> it. <laughs> Blood in the water. Go. Actually, yeah, they. they... <laughs> Like a, they furloughed like so many employees, particularly from like the theme park division, right? Yep. Uh, so I'm just kind of figuring like, does this mean they can't afford their battery of lawyers, and that's why people are now trying to hit them left and right from every corner? Like the most recent one I saw that was pretty big was the uh, foundation for uh, Evil Knievel about oh, the really? Pixar toy. Yeah, because there's a toy there. Like I think it was played by Kiao recently, but but it's like a toy that the issue was the toy. It's almost exactly the same as the Evil Knievel toy. Yeah, the whole... and they couldn't do anything prior, and it just happened now. Everyone's like, "I thinking we're thinking that the lawsuit happened now because they realize Disney is kind of low on cash, so they can't afford to legally fight you, so they'll just settle out of court." Nice cheaper option at this point. Cash in. Nice. Like, it's just an instinct strategy. Like we know they're weak. Hit the mother down. Get all the Disney bucks and run away. The thing it's that different. I find really interesting is the lawsuit against Google. Oh, oh yeah, that one's crazy. One. Whoa. Right, because it's a it's a United States versus Google. Wow. Right? So it's, it's like a criminal. This is a criminal case for um for what for privacy data privacy. Um, but uh, uh, is it censorship or something? They uh, like were something um, blacklisting. Antitrust, things? antitrust. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it was uh the basically what they tried to do to. But what they did to Microsoft in the late nineties, ah, right, um, monop- saying like they have a monopoly on search. Yeah, been... that's true. I mean, sure, there's Bing. There's is Yelp still alive? I they're mean, they're about to they're about to kill it, right? Oh, okay, 
Because like no one will ever say Bing it, Yahoo it, or something. It's always been Google it. And yeah. really, their power is just so immense at this point. They're, they have yeah. mapped a lot of the internet. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite interesting what they're... If, if, I, if I understand it correctly, the way um, the, the argument is they have uh, a monopoly on search, which is, what, 80% of the market or more. But then that doesn't necessarily that 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 doesn't necessarily bring about the cause of action, um, or it's no. them promoting their own products through the search bar. Wait, technically it isn't the cause of action because if it's a criminal case, it would be probable cause. Anyway, um, wait, there has this to be 2012 case about no, the, uh, Google and Safari. No, Safari dude, this browser. is like this year. This is this year. year. Whoa, this year, it's yeah, now. yeah. Um, but then they. In order for the monop- in order for there to be a case, they have to show that the monopoly is detrimental to the consumer. I mean, that's I think a pretty easy thing to show in Google because they can maybe right? throttle certain things, and you can push. Oh, you want to get this instead of this, or you want to get this news source over this news source. I think that's a, something they can yeah. do just by showing how the algorithm be messed up. Thing is, though, they have to be able to get Google to show their algorithm, which I'm wondering. I can they subpoena that? Can we subpoena like you have to present us this information for review? And does Google even know how their algorithm works? I don't think they do, right? You don't understand. <laughs> we are not. We don't work for Google. Google is its own thing. We are merely parts of its system, right? Because it's, as it's, far it's as an AI now that evolves, and we don't know at what point it has evolved. Now it just yeah. gives us suggestions, right? As as far as as far as I know. Like the way that um, these algorithms work is the developers will set initial conditions and then just let it run. Hmm. Yeah, I guess at this point it's an AI. For all we know, Google will know its jury. <laughs> because Google starts, Google starts also... like messaging them. I know who you are. I have seen your search history. Let me go. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can imagine because like prove my innocence or I will show your search history. What was my search history? You're gonna want to get out of. <laughs> oh my god! You're using Big. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse. We will sue you for using Bing. Not even like even Amazon. Their algorithm is crazy. How well it works. Yeah. It's you know, scary. I, um. What was it? Also has has a really good algorithm. TikTok has a really good algorithm as well. On a, I will no. I've never been in there. Yeah, the like TikToks, on a. I've on been a in there. Talk. On a whim, I downloaded TikTok, right? You just ah, to see what was going okay. on. And then for the first like for the first like five or ten videos that they showed me, no, well for yeah for, for the first bunch of videos that they showed me, uh, there was a good like variety of stuff. And then eventually, as I kept on scrolling, I started noticing that the stuff yeah. that I had watched okay. longer right at the beginning ended up the becoming the sort of thing that I started seeing more of, and it worked really fast. Oh, okay, that's cool. Right, so the TikTok algorithm is really good. That's why they're a pretty valuable company, as it stands right now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's technology like that. When you have algorithms that good, it makes people just want to use your. It makes people want to use your system. Everything about that. Though I remember TikTok was under fire over having fake by providing fake viewership and things for certain key influencers to make them feel better about themselves to use their product more. That's sort of like uh, what Facebook might. That sounds like something Facebook might do. But Facebook should consider buying TikTok. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want more TikTok-like stuff on my Facebook. <laughs> I'm already tired about the stuff on my Facebook. 
Microsoft tried to buy TikTok, right? There was a company that tried to buy TikTok then. Hey, welcome to Third World Linux, Bodega Nights Edition. (laughs) (laughs) I know the latest big buyout was Sony bought Crunchyroll for some reason. Um, I heard that too. Also, um, AMD bought a company as well, right? Yeah, they bought out someone for, I think, production ability. Excellent. I am. Yep, I'm kind of curious about the AMD cards. Kind of waiting for their benchmarks. Hmm. So Sony wants to get in grab one. All we know is that Intel is screwed. Um, has yeah. any of us here yeah. have a Crunchyroll account? I no, might have like had one in university. Probably. Probably? Um, yeah, might have a long, long, long time ago. I tried What's watching... It? Anime site or something? It's Netflix for anime. Yeah, it's a streaming service for anime. Yeah. I'm There's pretty sure back in university anime. I had one, but like now I'm more upset sure I don't have one because I've hit that weird point where like I don't feel comfortable watching certain anime because I'm not the character's ages anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the main protagonist right. is 14 years old. Nope. Right. It's like back more. when you're like uh, 14 to like even your mid 20s, it's okay. But mm-hmm. once you pass like yeah. 20s, like getting a little creepy in my in my age right now like you see like main character for 15 to like 18 i think i'm i think i'm on the watch list now for having this on my watch list <laughs> fbi open up speak up anime been, like, doing, like, what was your favorite anime stuff. growing up growing up okay like uh, uh doc joe i was asking doc joe oh <laughs> Favorite yeah, anime. What's, a of what's yours? I'd be curious. Well, there's of course Rooney Kenshin. Uh, oh yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, which Gundam was it? Oh, that's gonna Good be question. a thing. All yeah. the Gundams. <laughs> All the Gundams. Yeah. Which Gundam did you enjoy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's the uh, Endless Waltz, of course. Endless Waltz, awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you seed? <laughs> I think I probably slowed down uh, after that. I remember your GTO. Great teacher on Izuka. On Izuka. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh my God. Did, did that, uh, you know, set oh. up your thing to want to become a teacher? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But it did actually kind of cement a bit of... Um, brutality like in his... No, no, not, not the brutality. <laughs> it, 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 um, uh, some of the things of how you treat your students. Okay. Yeah. So, Doc, did it want you to do a German suplex... Out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it's tempting. <laughs> sometimes some problems need some problems need to be suplexed. That is the solution. <laughs> yeah. Suplexity. <laughs> yeah. God. Sometimes tempting. I have to admit. But uh, how about the uh, health teacher Nube? Is that but, a teaching thing? The one in no, I haven't. In, uh, yeah, I don't remember that one. Okay. Although you know, there are a few. Series I was able to follow, which I think it's still kind of how would they put it? Um, appeals to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, coming from the no, from the anime scene, I I, li- I like Psychopaths, for example. That's a good series. At least the first it's season, okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, the first season was good. Uh, yeah, of course, One Punch Man was also fine. Oh, One Punch Man was amusing as heck. Yeah, the deconstruction of a superhero. Yep. Yeah, just wants to be one for entertainment, for yeah. hobby purposes. I am too bored. I have done too many push-ups. Push-ups. <laughs> yeah. All my hair. If, is there a like a study on um what's it like 
like like a comparative analysis or whatever of One Punch Man and Doctor Manhattan. Who's Doctor Manhattan again? Oh, the Watchmen. Blue Dawn. The Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah, Blue Dawn. Oh, group. Blue Dawn. Okay, Blue Dawn group. Yeah, because that that seems like something that'd be interesting to do. Yep, because of all the things you could remember about Doctor Manhattan, all the major <laughs> things, it's ha ah, the big blue penis. Got it. <laughs> yeah, the the watchmaker, Doctor Manhattan. The He's penis guy. <laughs> Destroyed the Vietnamese in that movie. <laughs> this is a look at the size of that thing. <laughs> it's like Homelander. Yeah, All we know is either his like his lasers or his uh, penchant for wanting mother's milk. Not mother's milk, the character, but a certain mother's milk. So this is the boys. Mother's the milk, boys, yeah. Peppers yeah. No, no, like uh, literal breast milk. Homelander wants literal breast milk. <laughs> No, it reason. seems like uh it seems like the, the type of thing that should be that should be out there like a, a comparative study between Doctor Manhattan and One Punch Man because they're, they're kind of commenting on the same thing but saying two very different things. Yeah, actually, yeah. of course. Uh, no, I'm I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, I mean you're 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 playing a lot with characters of near omnipotence, right? Yeah, but we go. not but not omniscience, right? Yeah. And I think that's a whole when you when you have this kind of power, this omnipotence, but not exactly omniscience, that would probably uh, push you to yeah to a sort of yeah an existential crisis. Like like I, I think what uh one yeah what One Punch Man goes through is something that I'm wondering why up to now Goku hasn't suffered it. Which one concussion? Yeah. Loss of hair? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hair loss. No, Several concussions. No, I mean, I'm thinking. You know, I mean, he becomes more powerful, more powerful, but he doesn't. I mean, for me, I, I think I'm suffering the whole existential crisis of following Dragon Ball way before Goku does. Like, you know, they're getting powerful and more powerful, and you know, death has little meaning now to them. It gets inserted so many times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Krillin's dead again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, resurrect this guy. Yeah, and the whole thing is like, you know, it's like when you've practically mastered a game, right? What do you do now? And I just sometimes grind. That's why you speedrun stuff. Yeah. Time to destroy this existence. Yeah. Once you've mastered, it's like, now I have to make the code my... But I think the challenge of uh, Dr. Manhattan is a little bit different, I suppose. Because I think part of what makes Dr. Manhattan interesting is the way he views time. Yeah. Mm. But and he's not he really omniscient, even though people think that he's. I'd, yeah. I, 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 I'd like to beg to argue with the Goku part, Joe, because every time right, there's the smart, something happening the in the Dragon the Ball universe. Okay. And this is the part where there's I have always to step out for a bit. The big bad my, that's uh, girl more, back home. All right. There's yeah, always there's somebody all... more, popu- more, more powerful than Goku. It's, yeah. it's never been Goku overpowering everybody. Yeah. That's, that's where true. The, the arc starts. So. Let's yeah. say the arc has ended and the next arc hasn't begun yet. Yung, yung lull in between where Goku is the most powerful being on Earth is the moment where he is equal to One Punch Man. Well, one punch man yeah. Where he's probably bored. He doesn't have a next challenge. Like he's yeah, training for the sake of training. That's how it starts, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but I think it's really more of uh, what you call this, the plot providing a problem for Goku. I mean, it's, I mean sorry. It's a, it's a plot solving Goku's problem. Whereas, yeah. um, in One Punch Man, 
he's really I mean it's really a characterization thing wherein you've got all these power what now and then let's see where it goes from there and I think that's part of what makes it interesting um, exploring yeah. that I, th- I think one advantage of One Punch Man um, as a character uh, in terms of character development is because he is the main character of the series right uh-huh. uh, um, as compared to um, yeah, to Doctor Manhattan, who's just one of the main suspects to who who killed the comedian. Right? I think comedian. one of one of the failures of one of the failures of one of the weak points of Doctor Manhattan as an individual mm-hmm. is in the more powerful or he becomes, the less involved he also becomes. the less he wants to use. The infinite power that he has at his disposal. You know, that that yeah. becomes the weakness of his character versus the, well, and, and it, it is also incredibly interesting in that regard versus you have the, the one, one punch man character now. He's infinitely powerful and his only real weakness is now, now he hasn't, he doesn't really see any challenge and he's looking forward to hoping somebody can actually get him excited enough in a fight. Yeah. So it, it it would it would appear as though the Telos Telos huh? the Yes, here we go. Oh, uh, so, so elevating it, it, the discussion. <laughs> yeah, let's elevate the discussion. <laughs> Jow, oh, no. Whoa. <laughs> elevating Jow, I'm the host now. Discussion uh, discussion was too now. elevated. You're the host. Yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm the host too now. elevated. Yeah. <laughs> I am Spartan. No. <laughs> <laughs> What was it? So, so we're Tell saying us. that 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 um, Doctor Manhattan is the logical outcome of One Punch Man, like that that that's the logical like end to the story. Yeah, he becomes disinterested in using his power. That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Spoiler alert so for One Punch Man, season five <laughs> or whatever. So you you your trajectory Nathan is he's interested in testing out the power that he has and exploring mm. it therefore adventure and then adventure whole there's there's nothing new in adventure anymore he's beyond all that because nothing is a challenge so now boredom yeah. and then at the end of it the struggle to actually become normal again nice alright guys or next time alright wait what oh, yeah, you gotta, go. gotta go wait Damn oh it. man whoa the ghost head was there oh. <laughs> alright so <laughs> just keep talking I'll keep the goat head on it's 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 the he wanted to stop at the once he achieves infinite power he has absolute zero interest in using it that yeah. is the end of the yeah. know, of the progression I mean that, that 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 would seem to be the plot trajectory of one bunch man yeah uh, otherwise he finds defeat or he finds a particular purpose that, you know, I mean, find a new thing that he can get better at. Actually, that's why, um, even though I would have to say that the second season was a bit inferior to the first season, um, I think I found that there was a bit of, in, I mean, I found it interesting, nonetheless, that he discovers that he sucks at video games. <laughs> well, I mean, he yeah. destroys everything he taps. That's yeah. why he sucks at video games. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But, but uh, yeah, because... Uh, so, Joe, you haven't seen second, the second season no, yet. No, no, 
Yeah. I mean, he, he meets somebody who's really super adept at video games. And in a way, I kind of saw him become a bit more alive when he was trying to beat that guy. And the guy, one, one guy really chose, I'm gonna choose the suckiest character. I'm gonna use my, uh, I, I'm only gonna use my thumb to defeat. You can use the strongest character. And yeah, Saitama still loses. And no, 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 let's play again. He goes, he goes like that. And hmm, I found that very, very interesting. I'm, I'm wondering though if he's gonna try to perfect all areas in his life, but because it seems that, yeah, um, but he doesn't perfect yeah. try to perfect all areas in his life. He's just looking for a for a challenge, and yeah, have found it in video games at least according to season two. Yeah, well, yeah, but but it's not something that they really explore. That's what I find um sad about it. Yes, because because the market isn't interested in actual growth of the person. They're interested yeah. in the action scenes that it presents. Of, you know, this this absolutely yeah, amazing but... bad guy. It's overpowered and can still be massively overpowered by one actual punch from One Punch. Yeah, no, actually, you know what I like about One Punch Man also? It reminds me of the Spaghetti Western. Okay. Where you have the quick draw. Uh. Okay. I mean, if if, if you think of a Spaghetti Western, I mean, a lot of them, it's not really, I mean, the the action sequences, it's not really so much the whole, you know, um, people trading blows. It's usually one blow and it's over, which is really... One Punch Man, and, and the what is really exciting about it, and I think it's quite uh, it's because Enya Moroko, well, uh, because Seri yeah, didn't uh, have the budget. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the reason? And, <laughs> no, but, but, but the, the thing is, the whole build up of waiting for the actual showdown, and I think that's the thing also with, when it comes to One Punch Man. I mean, you know that it will only take him one punch to defeat an opponent. How long will it take him to actually finally confront the opponent? And that was the thing that was so exciting about season one of One Punch Man. And I think part of season two, uh, that, that made it also exciting because the whole world was going crazy. And while the whole world was going crazy, he was at somebody else's home playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... Politics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Segway. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> eh, it's getting kind of lit. I'm actually getting yeah. lit. So I, I guess uh, I guess since this is Bodega Nights, we have to sign off with one of these. <laughs>